Hello, dear listener, and a very, very warm, if soggy, welcome to Sid Valley Radio's Happy Classic Show with me, Denise, for the next two hours. Thank you to Gavin for his fabulous cowboy show. Thank you for also introducing me as the lovely and wonderful Denise, oh, which he always you. does. <laughs> I pay him to say that. It costs me ten quid every time he says that. Anyway, and so thank you to the lovely and wonderful Gavin, should we say. <laughs> He's had a haircut, he's looking very suave. I don't know. Well, we're going to play somebody who we don't normally see out of our Holy Trinity. For those of you thinking, my goodness, what is the Holy Trinity? I didn't know it was a religious show. It isn't. But every week I play Beethoven, Bach and Mozart. Don't often see Bach at the uh, the front end of the show. But here he is today. the Badinari from the orchestral suite number two in B minor from the lovely J.S. Bach and uh, that was the Moscow RTV Symphony Orchestra and uh, Vladimir I'm sorry I'm not, I'm not totally together yet <laughs> Vladimir Fedoseyev was conducting but the guy who took one breath and played the whole thing in one go Sergo Bubnov what a great name <laughs> I always say that don't I the Russians they've got fantastic names Oh, dear, 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 dear. let's move on from the Russians so how's your week been I, I, do you know what I was in London on Tuesday up in the city, don't you know? Santa Postone, I'm not really. But I was up in the city and it was absolutely beautiful. It was, it was a really lovely warm day, not too hot. And people were sitting out in, you know, in the early evening having a nice drink. I was on my way back to the station after having done whatever people do in London on a, on a Tuesday. And, uh, and it was just absolutely delightful. So, um, I haven't been up to London for ages, not since I think it was beginning of the year. Sorry, maybe February, March time. So I've been up for about six or seven months and, uh, I do like going up to the city but I do I wouldn't like to be working there every day I don't mind dropping up and down and I always chat to the cab drivers I always got loads to say and uh, I always say no have you had anybody famous in the back of your cab <laughs> and on occasion they have had but sadly not me because I ain't that famous I might be Sid Valley Radio's number one classic uh, radio show presenter there is just the one um so but i'm not famous not by any manner of means and uh, no particular uh wish to be so I, I don't know why people want to be famous i don't mind doing my little radio show for the the sid valley but you know world world domination just does not appeal anyway here's someone that did dominate the world a tiny bit and uh it's, it's uh brahms and his academic festival overture this is a bit of a hoot and half
Well, what a rousing piece that is. <laughs> yeah, Brahms wrote that for the University of Breslau because they had given him an honorary doctorate the year before. So in 1880, he penned that and it was... Um, it was debuted actually at the university in January 1881 and Brahms himself was conducting the orchestra. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's, there's all sorts of little riffs in there. I particularly like the one that goes da 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 da. I rather like that because you can just see a load of uh, students getting very drunk on that. And Brahms himself says this. It is a jolly pot puree of student drinking songs a la soupe. <laughs> so you can imagine when that was, um, when that was, uh, first, um, performed as i say at the at the university of breslau itself you can imagine all the students sitting and listening to that performance and, and singing along with the bits as long as they could remember what they were if they weren't particularly drunk at the time but i think that's a great piece of music i'm going to dedicate that actually to um my eldest um and he rang me on the way back uh between leaving the office and getting on the bus this evening he's uh He's the, he's the admissions officer for, uh, Harris Manchester College, Oxford. And, um, and of course it's all been a bit barking mad because they've had all the new students in, um, the last week or so, Freshers Week, week four last. And of course he's got all these students running around wondering what to do, like headless chickens. And, uh, and he's, he's like the mother hen, sort of tries to keep them all in order and make sure that they, they don't slip off the dish. Anyway, so I said, what's on your plate, uh, now then, but she says, well, he said the uh, the the Oxbridge, whatever it is that they do, the um, the applications deadline is whenever it is. So literally, he sees one bunch in, gets them settled in, and the whole thing starts again. So he really loves his job, and he's very very good at it. I have to say, I would say that, wouldn't I? Because he's my child, but um, I know he's a really good good administrator because uh, he came to work for me one time when uh, in the holidays, and I had some work to do for him. And I said, I said, okay, I'm just going to give you this to do. I, this is a Monday morning, right? I gave it to him to do, thinking that that'll take him till Wednesday. So at half past eleven, he goes, okay, I've done that one. What's next? It's like what? And he is he's much more efficient than me. I have to say, it's not it's not one of my genes that he's got there. But uh, but yeah, so he's he's great at his job, loves it. But it is non-stop. You wouldn't believe it, but it actually is. So uh, so good luck with that, Richard. And I've got your very favourite tune, one of your, one of your very favourite quiet tunes for the end of the show. So I hope my audience will forgive me for bookending my show with my son. Okay, um, this is something else for all of you. Get your posh frocks and you now have an invitation to the dance.
Well, it was about to drift off into something else, so I should stop it there. That was the National Ballet Orchestra under Pietro Garda, and he he was conducting the wonderful invitation to the dance by Von Weber. Now, what I didn't say was that the wonderful academic overture that I played you a minute ago from Brahms was actually played by the London Phil under the marvellous Marin Allsop. So you like to give the uh, like to give the folks a mention. I mean, last week I don't know what was going on, but the. <laughs> I think half of the uh, pieces I had on the show, the, uh, the there was the orchestra there, but they didn't say who had been conducting. So I was making, I was, I was making it all up as I went along. But um, I did have to go and do a bit of research to see which conductor was at which particular orchestra on the day that that particular recording was made. So we've, we've been having a couple of technical difficulties here this evening. I don't have any internet on my um, on my iPad, so if I end up having to look something up, I'm going to have to see if I can. I'm not very good on the computer in the in the studio. I just I know the bits that I know. Have I got Google here? Oh, I do. I can use that instead. <laughs> Uncle Google, he knows everything, doesn't he? Oh, did it, it. Oh, this is this is something I play quite a lot. Lovely Vorjak. He's got those marvelous eight Slavonic dances, doesn't he? And this is number seven. And it starts off fairly quiet. C minor, by the way, number seven is C minor. It starts off fairly quietly, but it does get a bit loud. So, well, it is the beginning of the show. It's what you should expect by now. Thank you. 
excellent bit of Vorjak there, and that was the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra under Douglas, and it'll, come, it'll tell me in a minute, it's got to go past on the thingy, Douglas Bostock, there you go, Douglas Bostock, because I've got to wait for the little thingy to come along and tell me, sort of scopes, scrolls across the screen, sorry about that, I should have written it down, but I didn't because I was reading, the reason I didn't, sometimes I do write it down, so I can, I don't have to sound like an idiot when I can't tell you who the, uh, the um, conductor is, but I was I was taken by a piece <laughs> in the paper. As you know, I sometimes read in between uh, while the music's on. I just read in between. Did you see this? A chap called Mike Hurd has jumped four hundred no not not four hundred ninety one. Let me get the let me, let me get the numbers the right way around nine hundred and forty one times. He bungee jumped nine hundred and forty one times off the Auckland Harbour Bridge over a twenty four hour period. So that's something like three jumps every two minutes. It was just, why on earth would you do that? I mean, obviously to break the, the record, but the previous record had been held by a um, a Frenchman and that was only 765 jumps. He could have, shot, he could have stopped at 780, couldn't he, or something like that. No, no. I think he was making damn sure that the French or anybody else could beat the 941. Anyway, just barking. And what makes, what makes me laugh the most is this... Um, uh, he pre- he prepared himself mentally for the prospect of taking jump after jump off the bridge. Quote, I identified it was a real mental battle. I needed to work on my mindset my, and my mental health. And I spent the last few years doing that. Well, all I'm saying is you didn't work that hard, did you, mate? Because otherwise you'd have stayed at home. Who on earth does that? Obviously, Mike Hurd does. But I say 941 times in 24 hours. I've never done a bungee jump. I'm quite an adventurous. I, I'm, I like, I like um, big fair rides and stuff like that. But I wouldn't go necessarily go bungee jumping. I think I've done um, I've done paragliding. That was very nice. I thought that. Was, do you know what? What it's interesting when you're paragliding behind a boat and you're high up in the sky, it's ever so quiet up there. Ever so quiet. But not tonight. Not on my show. Because <laughs> it never is. Not in the first half an hour. Oh, we just we just hit the first half an hour, and I haven't even told you yet that you can get in touch with me. So please, 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 let me tell you now. If you uh, if you want to text me, you can. Oh seven five six five eight two five zero four one. I'll say that again. Oh seven five six five eight two five zero four one. You can email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or go on the little box on the website where you found me in the first place and ping me a message from there. Here's some Schubert. Thank you. 
gotta love a bit of Schubert. I'm just sorry, a bit distracted that the boss has turned up. He's making a racket out there. And I closed the door over so that he wouldn't make a racket. And he came back and reopened the door and propped it open again. So if you hear this rattling in the background, it's not my brain trying to leave my head. It's the boss rattling in the background. And I can't tell him off because he's six foot five and I'm only five foot one. So that was Schubert's Symphony Number no. Five. Now, I, I was putting this show to when I was sort of loading the show up earlier on because I put it together earlier on today. And I've only just noticed what I've done. Um, a little while ago, I think about a year, 18 months ago, I did a show called A Bunch of Fives because it sort of transpired that as I was going through various pieces of music, it's amazing how many um, composers, the Fifth Symphony seems to be, for me, their favourite. <laughs> anyway, so um, I haven't got Beethoven's Fifth on tonight, but I ha- that was uh, Schubert's fifth, and it was the fourth movement thereof, and that was—I love the name of this orchestra. I didn't know it was—I didn't know there was such a thing. The Orchestra Revolutionnaire, a Romantique, sounds better than the Revolutionary Orchestra, the Revolutionary Romantic Orchestra, which is what it obviously it will be in English. But Sir John Elliot Gardner conducting those guys. But what a lovely name! And um, so yes, the the Symphony Number no. Five in B flat major from Schubert, which is my favourite symphony of his. Now I was waxing lyrical a minute ago about how amazingly warm it was for the time of year in London on Tuesday. And as I was pootling about today in my car, I heard the news, which basically said Arctic blast coming on Sunday. Really? (laughs) Only in England, only in England. Anyway, so it put me in mind of this.
Amika Royal Tuffles, Lay Patina, get your skates on. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Well, it's not that cold yet, but it is coming apparently. So you will need to get your uh, your woolly jumpers out and your, your thermal vests. I'm already wearing my vest. It's not a thermal one yet, but don't uh, don't it won't be too long. But Lay Patina, the skaters, of course, and that was the orchestra of the Bolshoi Theatre, and I believe that was. I was trying to work out who it was because, again, I've got one of these ones where it doesn't tell me who the conductor was. I do believe it might have been Yuri Simonov. I could be wrong. But anyway, I'm going to go with him for now because it's not telling me who it was. So you've got to make your best guess. And I've done a bit of research. There's been, there's been a lot of conductors of the Bolshoi Theatre over the years. So let's go from somewhere cold, a frozen lake, to somewhere warm. And Fela Sawande's African Suite.
start. Delightful, isn't it? Mario Bernardi was conducting the CBC Vancouver Orchestra. Not, no, not CBBs. No, not, no, not BBCBs or whatever it is they called. The, the children's channel on BBC. Yes, there are other broadcasting stations available, but you don't want to go anywhere else. Not when we've got so much fantastic music here on Sid Valley Radio. So there's me here every Thursday, 8 till 10. We have the lovely Anthony doing his jazz show on a Wednesday. We've got the lovely Gavin who does six shows a week, including his cowboy show before mine here. His listeners' choice and his uh, countdown shows at the weekend. We've got the boss Bob doing his blues and stuff. We've got uh, April doing her high energy dance show on a Friday. Where does she get the energy from? I don't know. I wish I had a bit more of it myself and all sorts of other stuff. Go and have a look. Go and have a look on our website. Well, you have to anyway to find me. And um, and then if you fancy something and you can't listen at the right time, you can download it on podcast. And uh, and please do that as well. And we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to text us at any time, 07565. 825041 or email us in the studio studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk and I know that if anyone gets in touch throughout the shows the listeners always give a big hello and thanks for getting in touch ah second of our holy trinity now and oh this is great this piece of me well it's all it's Mozart of course it's great (laughs) it's a concerto for flute harp and orchestra it's lovely
just so beautiful isn't it i love that piece of music i've played it many a time on my show claudio bowder there was conducting the berlin phil emmanuel pahoud was on the flute and marie pierre oh how do i pronounce this langame i think that's langlame yeah longlame probably because it's french isn't it longlame was on the harp lovely bit of mozart something a bit livelier now and then i think i'm going to bring it down a tiny bit <laughs> But this is this is the shortest piece of music on the show this evening. It's quite lively um, for half for the halfway mark, and uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely getting my uh, my French out this evening because <laughs> we've had a bit of it, haven't we? So this is the oh, it's from Les and Galant, and it's the Danse du Grand Calame de la Paix by Rameau. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, I told you it was short. <laughs> the Orchestra de la Chapelle Royale. See, more French, even more French. But this is interesting. Here's a guy. The, the, here's a conductor, Philippe Herreweger. Now, the, the, the surname's German, but the, the Philippe thing, definitely French. Bit of a combination there. I think mum and dad. Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, what have I got for you here? I think I, I, I'm just going to move a couple of things side by side. I'm going to play a bit of Holst. Now, uh, he was the music teacher, wasn't he, for St. Paul's Girls' School in London. Well, can you imagine having, who's your, who's your music teacher? Oh, Mr. James, who's yours? Oh, Gustav Holst, really? <laughs> anyway, he was so good. He wrote the, the Lovely Girls, a fantastic suite of music. And this is the finale, the number four.
So there we go. The Dog Assant by, um, I'll get there in a minute. Sorry, my brain's just decided to close down. We have had some technical difficulties in the studio this evening. And obviously they've just transferred to me. <laughs> I'm having a day. Um, so yes, Gustav Holst, of course, the St. Paul suit. And that was the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra under Christopher Hogwood. Always very jolly. And the reason I've swapped things around is that I've swapped things around because what I thought I would do, and I hadn't realised I'd put this in, but I have put a bit of Vaughan Williams in as well this evening. And as we know, uh, they were best buddies, weren't they? And you could hear plenty of country folk type music in there. There was a bit of um, green sleeves, I think, in there maybe. And there was definitely some country music or country dance music in that uh, finale there from the St Paul Suite. And of course, um, Holst and uh, Vaughan Williams were sent out by the Royal College, weren't they, to go and gather up all the English music and they did so very well. This is not something that was gathered up. This is something that um, Vaughan Williams wrote for a film, The 49th Parallel. Here's the prelude. Marvellous stuff, isn't it? Stirring stuff, stirring. <laughs> the 49th Parallel Prelude by Vaughan Williams, Andrew Penny, conducting the RTE Concert Orchestra. The boss has given me a look he's, and he's going to get on with it. And what, what, he's, he's, do you know, he's, he's rattling around in the office here. He's got something. What are you doing? I don't know what he's doing. He's got, he's got a piece of equipment out on the desk with lots of blobs on it. What is that? It's a, it looks like it's something that is it one of those old-fashioned punch things? What you get a tape on and it's you a sophisticated dynamo. It's a di- what di- dynamo? Dynamo. Dynamo, or one of those ones that you, yeah, okay. Sophisticated. I'm sorry that this this isn't television, dear listener. <laughs> the boss is doing whatever it is he's doing, making a racket, disturbing my show. I'll I'll have words later. 
bit of hiding now. And of course, he was um, he was uh, Mozart's teacher for a while, wasn't he? And very, very prolific. But here we are with Yo-Yo Ma, with that wonderful exponent of the cello. And he's going to do a lovely bit of cello concerto, number two in D major. He is making a racket. You can hear him, can't you? Thank you. 
Like I said, the wonderful Yo-Yo Ma there with the English Chamber Orchestra in the background and all brought together beautifully by Jose Luis Garcia. I have a bit of Spanish. My goodness, we've had a very international show this evening, haven't we? We've had all sorts. We've had African. We've had, um, well, we've, had we've had all sorts. We've had all sorts. So, um, so this is, uh, this is one of my number five things. In fact, I've got two number five things, uh, one after the other just now, but this is absolutely my favorite bit of Beethoven, our second, no, our third, our third Holy Trinity member. We've had Mozart and Bach already, haven't we? So yes. And this is absolutely gorgeous. It starts incredibly quietly. So please do not adjust your sets. It is his divine, divine piano concerto number five in E flat major, the second movement.
Oh, it's just so gorgeous, isn't it? And it has to be sort of truncated like that at the end because the third movement goes comes straight in. It, they, that sort of... Da, 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 da. When you hear that coming in at the end of the second movement, that's the intro to the third movement, which goes off like a rocket at the end. So you don't want to disturb the mood. But Evgeny Kissin there, we're doing a marvellous job on the piano, backed up by the London Symphony Orchestra and all conducted by Sir Colin Davis. So... That has got to be my very favourite piece of Beethoven's. When I say I love Beethoven's fifth, oh no, not da 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 da, no, that one. And it's interesting because um, this was first played uh, in Vienna by, not by Beethoven himself, but by his pupil, Carl Cerny, in 1811. And the reason Carl played it was because by that time Beethoven was too deaf to be able to play it, which is a shame, isn't it? Fancy being able to produce a piece of music like that and... He must have heard it in his head, mustn't he? But never heard it performed properly. How sad is that? I bet he's heard it now. He's sitting up there in, in heaven listening. And it's quite interesting because back in the day, you'd, you, you, didn't, you generally didn't have a conductor to an orchestra. It was either the first violin or maybe even the guy on the piano would also be conducting the orchestra from the piano, from their instrument. And this happens sometimes even now, doesn't it? Because, you know, I know Joshua Bell did a load of work, didn't he, with the Academy of St. Martin the Fields? And recorded an album with him and he conducted them from the violin, as does Andre Rio in all of his performances when he's zipping off around the world doing his thing. But it's interesting because um, he wrote on his score, on the script, certainly wrote, NB, in the latter concertos of Beethoven, it is most advisable to conduct the orchestra from a separate copy of the pianoforte part, as the mode of performance cannot be gathered from the part belonging to the violin. In other words, it's so damn complex, you're going to need somebody else to read the music. But that's interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, you didn't often get separate scores and you certainly didn't get conductors, but uh, they're certainly saying uh, on the, in this instance you might just want to try and do that. And I just think that's just the most amazing piece of music. And here's our third number five, um, having had our lovely Schubert earlier on and that amazing piece by Beethoven just now. And let's go for another big name, Tchaikovsky. And this is his fifth. And this is his patatique. That's what it's known as. And and. As we've been zipping off around the world tonight, we are joined by the Simon Bolivar Youth Orchestra of Venezuela. <laughs> so don't tell me that I don't get you about a bit. And of course, their conductor is the inimitable, the wonderful and fantastic hair, Gustavo Dudamel.
forgot about those big chords at the end. Probably not the right thing for this end of the show, but never mind. <laughs> not to worry, it's a great piece of music though, isn't it? Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. And that was the third movement, the waltz. Which, but you knew that because you were swaying gently from side to side when you were listening to that, weren't you? I must remember to take those last chords out next time I play at this end of the show. <laughs> Sorry about that. Should we take flight now? Let's do that very thing. Bit of music from the movies. We haven't had much tonight in the way of movie music, do I think this is the only one? It is the only one. So let's have it. John Williams, who else? Because whenever we talk about taking flight, it's generally one of his, isn't it? And we're going to go with one, the wonderful Forks, who of course is a phoenix. Thank you. 
brilliant isn't it that's john williams himself conducting a soundtrack orchestra for that lovely piece of music forks the phoenix from the harry potter film um just gone right out of my head you know the one not the old no 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 chamber of secrets thank you got there in the end i know that if my uh if richard was listening to them he'd be screaming at uh, screaming at me with that to get it right sorry richard i've got another piece of music for you later love stay tuned till the end so what have I got for you now? Oh, this is a really cute little piece of music. It's from um, Britain and uh, it's from his Simple Sym- Symphony and it's called Playful Pizzicato. It just sounds exactly like what it is. Thank you. 
I was waiting for that little cord there because I could see that there was at least 14 seconds left to go on that track. I'm thinking there's going to be a very silly little cord at the end and I thought there was and there it was at the end. So that was the strings of the Northern Symphonia there under Stuart Bedford. What a cute little piece that is. Benjamin Brittany likes to have a bit of fun, doesn't he? So we're a quarter of an hour left of the show and of course we always get to the, the quiet bit and, and we are sort of really going to wind things down now and here's one that quite often makes it to this last few minutes and it's just gorgeous isn't it but belly needs no introduction belly needs an introduction should i say but we're gonna say what it is anyway it is of course pavan by Fori. Fades away there, doesn't it? I don't know why it does that. The Royal Philharmonic Orchestra under Nick Davis with Foray's Pavan. It's so well known, that isn't it? But it is still beautiful every time you hear it. Something very, very ancient now. No, not me. Not me. I'm not that old. But something very ancient now, a bit of Thomas Tallis. And this is um, a glorious choral piece. And uh, the Tallis Scholars, of course, are going to perform it for us under Peter Phillips. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And um, if you love me, well, I hope you do. I love you, dear listener.
sometimes the best music is just the human voice, isn't it? I love a bit of a cappella. And the Talis scholars there just did a beautiful job of that very ancient piece of music, If You if Ye Love Me. Not If You Love Me, If Ye Love Me. Oh, just so lovely. It's almost bedtime, isn't it? And I've got, I don't know about you, <laughs> I've got one of these things on my iPad and on my mobile phone, which pings up and says, it's time for bed for you soon. So and it starts to sort of turn things off so that I can't do stuff on my iPad. I deliberately do that because otherwise I, I am guilty of, um, I don't do a lot of stuff in terms of watching stuff on my iPad and stuff, but I do an awful lot of reading and it just reminds me that I've got to behave. <laughs> Although I did read till midnight last night and then wondered why I was tired this morning. Um, but yes, so it's, it's, I've just had a little ping to say, you know, we're going to start closing your iPad down in a minute, Denise, <laughs> but not before I finish my show. Anyway, I should really put this on as the last piece, but I'm going to put it as the second to last piece just because I can. And it's a lovely piece called Lullabying. And you'll know who it is when you hear it.
John Barry, of course. You can always tell a piece of his music, can't you? Lullabying. So I've tucked you up to bed, but I've got one more piece of music for you. English Chamber Orchestra there, just let you know. And John Barry was conducting them himself. Final piece of music tonight. And I did say I'm going to bookend my show in tribute to my eldest son, who's just got a shed load of new students into the college at Oxford where he works. And he's just getting the new applications in from the whole lot that are going to be turning up this time next year. So it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks for Richard. So um, I know that he's been working silly hours and he's working Saturday as well. So um, this is one of his very favourites. It's Gymnopedy Number no. 1 by Eric Satie and Mitsutaka Shiraishi. I think that's how you pronounce it. My apologies if you're listening, Mitsutaka. It's going to play it for us. And this is my last piece, as I say. I hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. I've certainly enjoyed playing the music for you. And I shall look forward to doing the same again next week, 8 o'clock on Sid Valley Radio. Good night.